helping you feel more alive in every area of your life. Rocking with you across the USA every Saturday. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Broadcasting live on a Studio E in Los Angeles, California. XM Satellite Radio 168. And streaming worldwide if you do not, or maybe your friends. Obviously, if you're listening to us on 168, you have your satellite radio subscription. But if not, your friends can listen at talkdavid.com. Make sure they do every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, 1-800-548-8255. Bringing you information to help you radically change your life today. Guests that have been down the road that maybe you're going down right now, they can give you ideas and thoughts on how to radically shift your existence because it is possible. That's why we do the show. We know that no matter where you are right now, what might not be working in life, if you're willing to follow specific steps, we can help you change. That's what we do. As a matter of fact, my guest coming on right now is also a radio talk show host. Uh, Ellie LaPreet used to work for ABC Television, decided to go out on her own. She hosts uh, the radio show This Little Parent. But I want to tell you something interesting about this chick. Here's someone that has devoted her life to helping people, parents, know how to balance between work and family, family and work, work and family, family and work. A very difficult thing to do. But this isn't a silver spoon girl. This isn't someone that's going to come on the air and just tell you all pretty stories because she went through her own massive challenges in life that we're going to talk about right now. Allie, welcome to the show. Hi, David. I'm so happy to be here. I just love listening to your show. It's such an honor to be here. Well, great. Thank you, Allie. Well, I want to, I want to say this. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> when we have guests on, and many of my guests do. They they bend down some serious challenges. Um, but when we have a guest on like you that was actually institutionalized, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. It's like that. That spent. I mean, can we use the word mental ward, mental hospital? Oh, gosh. You know, I have actually been criticized because I have to find a little bit of humor in everything that I do. And I've called it the loony bin. And some people have actually said to me, you can't call it that. But, you know, one of the things that I always say is we have to find humor in every aspect of our yeah. life. It's the one most empowering thing that keeps us going. And, you know, I have to just say, you know, the, if we all remember this formula in everything that we do, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Everything is funny over time. Yep. Uh, you know, and I wasn't really institutionalized for more than 72 hours, and I wasn't even diagnosed as having any kind of major, uh, you know, depression or anything. I literally, like so many moms who are trying to do it all out there, I literally had a breakdown. I broke down. Yeah. My body broke down. And what, and in that breakdown, what was the end, like, what was the end result that they put you in an institution? What happened? What, what, what manifested as a breakdown? Well, you know, it's so interesting because as I was going through the process, you know, I look back, you know, we can't connect the dots going, uh, going forward, but looking back, we can connect them and go, oh, I know what I was doing. I see the way it was materializing. And at the time, I was drowning. I was doing too much. I was trying to create a business. I didn't have a business degree. I have a degree in musical theater. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was determined <laughs> to make something of myself. I felt like I was 
going completely uphill. I didn't feel like I had the support from my family, my loved ones. I do now. But at the time, everything was very confusing, and I was literally drowning. I wasn't, uh, I had a newborn. He wasn't newborn anymore. He's two and a half. He was quite a handful. And I wasn't getting any help, and I was asking for help, but I wasn't being heard. And uh, I, I finally just lost it. And it really, looking back, connecting those dots going backwards, it was because I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't sleeping. I was working until four or five in the morning because it was the only time the house was quiet. And I was taking on way more than one person is even capable of doing. And so it wasn't until I got to the hospital and I remember them asking me, do you have any intention of hurting yourself? And I knew in my head, no way, no way would I ever want to end my life or anything like that. But I also knew that I needed to heal. And I was not going to heal unless I could take some time away. And so my answer to them was, I don't know. <laughs> and it was probably mm. the best answer. It was so that I yes. could, you know, they take my, my cell phone away and my computer and there's no work and I can't do anything but take 72 hours to heal. It was probably mm. the best blessing in my life at the time. And what was, I mean, were you like throwing plates at people or, or throwing <laughs> furniture out the window? <laughs> no, I was crying. I was a hysterical crying mess. I was, um, I, I remember taking out a bottle of Jack Daniels and spilling out pills all over the floor. Not taking any pills, but spilling right. them all out and going, okay, what can I take? <laughs> what can I take to numb this or to put everything on pause? Everything is happening right. too much and I can't handle it. And um, it, I was hysterical. And mm. uh, I remember my husband coming down and saying, we have to call someone. And that's when he drove me over to the hospital. And that's when they said to me, do you have any intention of harming yourself? And I just said, I don't no. And mm. it was kind of, I think, looking back, I think it was one of the most logical uh, things that I could have done for myself, that in my head I was thinking, I know what I'm doing. I'm taking a 72-hour break to heal, to put everything back in order. And I remember, this is so interesting, I remember at the time, I was, you know, I'm an inspirational speaker like you, and yes. I was booked the following week to go speak to a group of women, empower them, and I <laughs> sat there in the hospital, and I went, what else? how in the world can I justify the fact that I'm going to empower other women, and here I am in a mental institution, and my best friend came to visit me, who's wonderful and, and is filled with laughter, and and that's exactly what I always teach. And she said, you're going to tell everybody, you're going to rewrite your speech for next week, and you're going to tell them exactly where you are. You're going to own it. You're going to own that authenticity, and you will most likely save someone else's life. Right and, on. Um, and she was absolutely right. So I talked mm-hmm. about it. I talked about what led to my breakdown. I talked about things that I was doing to make sure it never happened again. And there were several people that had come up to me at that conference and said, thank you. You just saved me a trip to the hospital. Hospital. Right. What, what are the top? Okay. So for every every parent out there, single parent, if you're together as a couple, what are some of the major mistakes that parents make, Ellie, in trying to have it all? Well, they're trying to do it all. I mean, I think the thing for us, especially women, things, the climate has changed. You know, I, I will say right now, women and, uh, you know, especially moms, they are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they're taking the business world by storm, but we're living in a society now that needs that second income for most families to survive. And so we're taking on that extra pressure. We have to run a business. We have to do it our way. We started these businesses and we came home 
realm so that we could have that freedom to be able to do it all. But the biggest thing is that we forget that we're the boss. We forget that we're the ones that say, you know what, I'm taking the day off. I'm going to play hooky and take my kids to Disneyland because right. no one else is going to do that for us. So we have to be accountable to our health. We have to find joy. We have to find that laughter. We can't look to somebody else to lead us to do that. We are now the leaders of our life. And if you looked at a mom, we'll just we'll just narrow it down to moms right now. If you look at a mom who's also working part time, full time, doesn't matter. How much time do you think is? I don't want to use the word realistic is necessary. So not realistic. How much time is necessary on an on a monthly basis for a mom who's working to take time just for herself? Well, you know, first of all, that, that is that is a great question. And first of all, I have to say that you have to schedule it in knowing what's right for you. When you know you when you feel good, you know that it feels good for you to go on maybe a walk three times a week for 30 minutes. Maybe it feels good for you to do some meditation for five minutes in the morning. So there's, you know, everybody, you need to know what it is you personally need. And you have to schedule that in first and foremost before anything else. Ellie, stay right there. We're talking to Ellie LaPree. She's the uh, uh, radio host for This Little Parent. Go to thislittleparent.com. We're going to come back and talk to Ellie more about balancing family, work, you name it. She'll have an answer for us. 1-800-548-8255. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. TalkDavid.com for more information on all that we do, plus our guest websites. Check it out. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Across the USA with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Thank you so much for sharing some of your day with us here in the studio. David Essel alive, 1 800 548 8255. My guest reminds me of a female version of me. Oh my Lord. <laughs> wow, what a compliment. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie Labrit, radio host. Uh, for more information on Ellie, check out her show, This Little Parent, thislittleparent.com. Okay, Ellie, l- l- let me share this with you. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know, we we have children, we have a job, we need time down. What are the best preventative steps to take to avoid burnout? Because most people that are type A, they they think about burnout in the middle of burnout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I was listening to your show earlier, and you 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 hit it. You hit the nail on the head when you said that priority management is key. We our challenges is not for lack of motivation or training or or, or or want. We want to do it all. We want to be there for so many people, but it's that busy that we can't seem to overcome to give us the time to apply what we're learning and what we're trying to accomplish and we're role models for our kids. And so right. what we need to do is, is the big challenge is to conquer that overwhelm and the confusion on what priorities to tackle and in what order. And for a lot of us, you know, it, it is that fear of failure. But th- what we need to realize is that we can't fail as parents, as moms and dads. We 
changed. The way that our body works has completely changed when we become parents. We won't allow ourselves to fail. And so we have to be able to put ourselves out there with a strategic structure in place. So we need to sit down. One of the things that I always say is sit down, have a date with your calendar every Sunday night, and work things out. It's so simple, but so many of us let our days get away from us without us controlling it. So once we know the time frames that we're working in, so I know I have to work this many times during the day. I know that, you know, for me, I know when my husband gets home, I go to work from 8 to 11. That's my work time. And I carve out very specific actions during those times so that I can make the best use of my time. But I also have to hold myself accountable in clocking out at a certain time so that I'm not staying up till four in the morning to accomplish things. I literally clock myself out at 11 p.m. And then I gave myself another rule, which is that I have to do a fun wind-down activity where I don't think anymore. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to do a crossword puzzle. But it's like I have to shut down my brain and like a computer. You know, we have to... We have to do these things to keep our body healthy and in working order so that we can be everything to everybody the way we really do want to be. Are you, you know, like you're really tuned into technology. I know that about you. I, I, I got there myself. I, I'm self-taught. I mean, I learned, right. I, you know, the Internet and technology is fascinating to me because I think of how many resources are available at our fingertips for free. There really is no excuse for us yeah. to be, uh, you know, uneducated, undereducated when it comes to not knowing how to do something. All you have to do is Google it. Google's a girl's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Ellie, knowing the little I know about you, that you are a little guru techno guru techno how is it do you do you like schedule time away from the electronics do you say that when i'm going grocery shopping or whatever that i'm not going to be answering my phone or do you have certain guidelines to help parents not become overwhelmed with technology Yes, and, and, and I do think that the things that I have created for myself could work for somebody else, but the best thing for you to do is sit down and write a list of your own, uh, of, of, of your own rules. You know, these are guidelines for you, and you have to follow these rules. And sometimes you have to be flexible. But, you know, it's so funny that you brought up grocery shopping. Like, no, I'm not going to, um, an- you know, answer my phone during grocery shopping. You know what I do during grocery shopping? I put my headphones on and I listen to music. Oh, no, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I will tell you, you know, it drives, it, it does drive me batty in, when I'm in a grocery store and someone's walking down the aisle speaking like that they have to have a, a radio speaker coming out of their mouth. You know, it's like they're talking and they're not saying, okay, do we need milk or sugar or whatever? They're talking about whatever. And I, and I like the idea of taking that downtime in the grocery store to just chill out and tune and hit tunes. That's beautiful. And, you know, I've used that grocery store time for many different things. You know, grocery store time, when you have young children, that's a great time to actually keep your kids involved. You know, when you have a two-year-old that's sitting there, show them colors, show them boxes, have them help you by putting things into the cart. That's fun time for mommy and, and baby. You know, and so I used to use that time as this is just mommy and baby time. Now, if I can get away for a little bit, that's my time to get centered, to listen to music. I'm walking around dancing. I look like, you know... I, I'm probably
probably a sight to see. You know, just kind of right. Like, you know, hey, wait a minute, aisle. Ellie. There, there, there's probably some people thinking you should be back in the hospital, honey. Probably. <laughs> Let them think that. So what? That's right. You know, I'm I'm more centered and more happy and more balanced than I've ever been in my life, mm. and it's because I have created these rules for myself, and I have allowed myself that flexibility. And I've also had discussions with people in my life where we've said, you know, I need a, a code word where I really am getting to that point again where I'm drowning and I need some support. And what can you share what your code word is? <laughs> it's really not all that. It's not all that, uh, you know, brilliant. It's literally code blue, code blue. I'm drowning. And I do say that I use the word I'm drowning a lot. And I don't say a yeah. lot, but it, it is a time where it's like what it means is, you know, I need to call family meeting. And by my family, I say, my husband, we need to sit down and we need to figure out how to get me back on track because somehow I've lost that. Somehow I'm losing sleep. My brain right. isn't functioning. And right. I can't be what I need to be and, until I get myself into that happy place again. Yeah, you know, you mentioned something earlier, ladies and gentlemen, I want, I'm going to repeat this and paraphrase this, but one of the most important things that we need to do, see, I, you know, I am hugely proactive as well, and I want our audience to get proactive and not get to the point of burnout, and then you start thinking about burnout. So if, if our audience wants to take some tips from Allie is to start charting, like what's really crucial to you? What do you need on a weekly basis? Do you need to, I think you had mentioned Allie, like, do you need to walk three times a week? Do you need to meditate five times, five minutes a day like what are your needs write them out now and start doing them before burnout hits Exactly. And that the hardest thing, I think, is that when we are new parents and we have these new little people in our lives that don't understand English and don't understand that mommy needs five minutes, they, they don't understand that. So we have to carve out that time, whether that means hiring a sitter or saying to our husband or a neighbor, I need to be able to count on you five minutes in the morning and I'll trade that time for you. But you have to be able to take that time and use it productively Good. to get your into that healthy spot every single day. I like it. Ask for help, ladies and gentlemen. Ask for help. Ask for help. We've been talking with Ellie Laprete. Listen to this. Go to because all of her shows are archived. Thislittleparent.com. Go to thislittleparent.com to for, find out more about achieving balance as moms, as dads, and as entrepreneurs or as people that are working outside of the home or even inside of the home. Go to thislittleparent.com for more information. Ellie, you're an absolute blast to have as a guest. Oh, it has been an absolute blast to be a guest on your show, David. Thank you so much. You are welcome, honey. You have a beautiful night. All right. You too. And I will talk to you soon, I hope. Yes, you will. Bye-bye now. Bye. What? Don't you love that girl's energy? 1-800-548-8255. What awesome energy. And I want to thank, oh my Lord, April O'Leary, who's the guest producer for our show. She turned me on to Allie and she said, oh, you will love her. You will love her, and she and it's true. So I want to thank April Leary and everyone. Of course, April Leary is our guest producer for the show. Everyone behind David Essel Alive. We have a huge team. As they say, this could never happen just with me. Renee Bledsoe, Director of Communications. Marlene Payne, Business Development. Lisa Doyle, Brand Manager. Vivian Giuliano, who does all of our social media management. Massive work. Pat Nebel, Office Manager. In the studio, Will Wilkerson, our producer, the XM producer, and Nathan Staten, XM engineer, 
everyone, shout-outs to you for the powerful work that you do. This is your chance, gang. Right now, call me. Open lines. Free coaching on the air. 1-800-548-8255. Are you stuck? Is there something in life that's not working? 1-800-548-TALK. Call me. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Oh, yeah. David Essel in the box with you. Just want to feel this moment. Hey, as a matter of fact, speaking of this moment, the phone lines are open. Do you have a thought? Do you have a question? Are you in the fence in life? In some area of life, is it just not working? Are you frustrated with your partner or maybe an in-law? Could be a neighbor, a coworker. 1-800-548-8255. Are you stuck with a goal? Is it a financial goal, a health goal? Are you struggling with weight and it just won't come off? Could it be a an addiction or a dependency? This is your chance. Free coaching sessions on the air. That's right. Instead of hiring me off air, which I would be more than happy to work with you, but right Right now, we do it for free. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Give us a ring and we'll talk about the challenges uh, being stuck. You know, we, we always say on this program and in my coaching work when I'm speaking, doing lectures, that being on the fence is hell on earth. You know, when we're not sure what to do, when we, when we haven't accomplished a goal, but we're not moving forward, we're not moving backward, so we think. Being stuck on the fence is hell on earth on earth. It really is. Let us help you get off the fence. Let us help you give a thought or two about changing your attitude. It could be that your attitude just stinks and you just don't know why. Having a hard time staying positive, being proactive, taking the steps necessary, we can help you. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-8255. Also, if you want to text us during the show, 941 941- Two six six seven six seven six nine four one two six six seven six seven six, or you can email us as many of you do all the time. We love it though. Keep them coming. Talkdavid.com. Just go to talkdavid.com and, uh, and email. This is one that just came in a month ago. I saw your lecture on the law of attraction. You said that if we are around negative people or those who gossip, it will be hard for us to maximize our potential in life. Do we leave them? The question mark. So I'm assuming you mean, do you leave the people that are negative and gossiping? Well, I think there's two options. Listen, it's really true. The law of attraction works both ways. You know, the law of attraction is, is that if you think in a powerful way and take action steps every day towards a goal, that you can draw that to you, right? You can attract the right people and opportunities. But the same is the opposite law of attraction says is that if you're around people that are negative and gossipers, that you will probably become that. So here you have two options in regards to people around you who are negative or who gossip all the time is one decrease your time with them so that you open up the space to attract other people that are more optimistic and positive. See, if your life is filled and you have no free time to be around people that are goal-oriented goal and go-getters, well, you don't have a chance at changing. So you might decrease your time with some of your friends or family members if they're extremely negative. Absolutely. And yes, the second part of the question, you might have to leave people. You may have to actually end relationships 
we in, in our work, when we look at the world of codependency, a lot of us keep relationships in our life that aren't healthy. People that minimize our chances of success, that, that encourage us to stay stuck, and it's because they're afraid of taking chances. And they see you taking chances, and they go, no way. So they'll try to sabotage your success. And yes, in that case, you may have to walk from them, leave them. It, when, when we're working with people that are recovering from addictions, it could be to nicotine, it could be to sugar, food, it could be to alcohol. As a matter of fact, there was a woman I worked with a number of years ago who was a, a food addict, especially sugar, and she started working this very powerful program and was walking and she cut down her sugar and her best friend was used to her going out on weekends for dessert. That was the way they, they didn't drink, but they went out. And they went to dessert. Well, 60 days into the program, my client's losing weight, feeling great, and her friend is feeling alone because they're not doing desserts anymore. She did everything in her power to sabotage her quote-unquote best friend's program by trying to get her to go back out for desserts on weekends. It didn't work, and they ended up falling out. They ended up not being friends. That's part of the program that some people have to follow to be successful in life, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. This next question you mentioned about how people can save money without ever increasing. Oh, this is a good one. That's right. Okay. You mentioned about how people can save money without ever increasing their income. This sounds insane. How does it work? <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that comment. That's a, that, that was a great comment. All right. Most of us have no idea what we really spend uh, our money on on a daily basis. So we go, okay, how can we save money without ever increasing our income? The very first thing we need to do is record our expenses for 14 straight days. That means everything you spend for 14 straight days. When you do this one exercise, and I, I spoke today to a group and was talking about this. When you do this one exercise, you might be blown away to see how much money that we're just throwing out the windows on an unconscious basis. We're unconscious. We're just, we got into a routine and we spend this money. Sometimes it's $50 a week, which is 200 a month. Sometimes it's 100 a week, which is 400 a month. And all of a sudden, if we start getting conscious, we learn how to respect money. We learn how to, yes, I'm going to use this word, love our money because we should. We should have a love relationship with money. We should have such a great relationship with money that we say, I'm not going to spend it on that again because every week that I do it, that's $200 a month. I'm going to take that money and increase our income by decreasing our expenditure. Isn't that simple? Now, a lot of people who say, I want to be more secure with my income, I want to have more money in the bank, are not willing to do this one simple step. And so they'll come back six months later and go, um, you know what? I wasn't able to do that one exercise you gave me, but how can I start making more money? And I'll tell them the same thing because listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Until we learn to respect the money we have by not spending it on ridiculous things that we really don't need, we will always, even if we start making more money with raises, opening another business, whatever it is, we'll always be in the same financial mess because we do not have the love and respect for money necessary that people who make money have. I, I keep going back to this book. Go back to the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind with Harv Ecker. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind with Harv Ecker. This guy nails it when he talks about these principles. 
And we really do have to have a love and respect for money in order to make more money, to save it, to reinvest it, and to become financially independent. Without doing that, if you're not putting away money on a weekly basis, especially if you say you can't, oh my God, I have never in 23 years of being a life coach, I have never, ever met a client that couldn't start saving money within seven days of our work. It didn't matter how much money they made. It didn't matter if they made $400,000 a year. It didn't matter if they made $15,000 a year. Within seven days, when they come in for the second session, I can have them guaranteed, ladies and gentlemen, 100% guaranteed saving money in seven days. I will put my money on that. I And I say that to everyone that wants to become financially healed, financially independent. I'll say, okay, if you follow the program, it's going to work. But you have to surrender and do what we ask of you. And within seven days, I guarantee you, I'll be saving you money. And they look at me and they go out. And if they do the work, if they follow this step I just gave you by writing everything down that they spend on, they come back in. We start removing some of the expenses. And within seven days, they're saving money. Is that amazing? 1-800-548-8255. Now, that means that there's got to be a little discipline and a little bit of effort, which is the same formula to lose weight, to find the deepest of love, to create the deepest of love, to do whatever it is. It's the same thing. A formula to follow with discipline and effort. It doesn't matter what the goal is. To get closer to God. Oh, my Lord. To get closer to God. It's the same thing. A formula. Discipline and effort. To start saving money, a formula, discipline and effort. To lose weight, a formula, discipline and effort. Got it? It works for everything. 1-800. Oh, my God, I love this topic. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. This is a, an opportunity. Yes, I'll get, I just got a text saying, you didn't read my email yet? <laughs> You're right, I didn't. If you want to get your answered right away, call me. That's the best thing because we are slammed here. So call me, 1-800-548-8255. We'll get you in the lineup, and I'll keep going back to your emails as well. I'm David Essel, helping you to make radical changes in your life every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Visit us at talkdavid.com. Stay right there. back memories of many years ago friday nights for me no more but (laughs) 1-800 thank god 1-800-548-8255 1-800-548-8255 the insanity i'll tell you what alcohol and insanity is a is a is a mix that hits many of us and uh and as you're listening to the show right now i will joke about my former drug use, my former alcohol use, because I'm very confident and comfortable and secure with the errors made in my past, but I have no shame, no guilt whatsoever, and nor will I ever have shame or guilt over my past. Um, I learned from it. But one of the things I did learn now is um, also to be able to laugh about it. It's funny. Allie mentioned that. Uh, one of our, our, our last guests, Allie LaPrete, 
the radio talk show host, talked about being a laugh out of tragedy. I 100% agree with her. And even though I do laugh about my former drug use and alcohol use and all those kind of things, I also have a serious side to this. And my serious side to it is that if you're listening to us right now and you are struggling with a food addiction, if you're struggling with alcohol, with nicotine, with drugs, if you're struggling, reach out and ask for help again and again and again. Because for most of us to get clean, it takes more than one time. For most of us to get clean, it takes more than one attempt. For most of us to get clean, it takes other people to help us get clean. We rarely do it alone. I don't know anyone in all of the thousands of people I know in recovery from all kinds of addictions, many that we've helped get recovered in the last 20 years, I do not know anyone who's done it alone and who's happy. They've done it through the use of groups, people like myself. They've done it with other professionals. But I do not know anyone that's clean from any long-term addiction and who's happy that did it by themselves. And if there are a few people, which there could be because there's no absolutes, I just don't know any, it's a rarity, gang. It is an absolute rarity to beat any addiction by yourself. And I'm going to say this and be happy. Now, I know people that went cold turkey with alcohol, nicotine, heroin, cocaine. I can list them. I could mention names. Of course, I won't. Who are some of the most unhappy people in the world, but they'll wear their, their cleanliness. They'll wear their, their lack of their addiction like a badge, but they're outrageously grumpy. They have incredible personality defects, incredibly self-centered. And I don't want you to go that route. So please, if you're struggling with any addiction, ask for help. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. This is a a very sad and yet a realistic, a true-to-life question from one of our listeners. I was never around much when my daughter was young. Between work and alcohol, I put my attention elsewhere. She's 30 now. She has three kids and will not give me more than one hour per month with her and her kids. One hour per month. This is called karma, ladies and gentlemen. I am heartbroken what to do. I totally understand you being heartbroken, and I totally also understand your daughter putting a boundary up. You know, I do. And she has a right to put that boundary up. This is what karma is. Karma is nasty. What we do, what we think, what we say will come back in kind. I-N-K-I-N-D. In kind. So this is my recommendation. Number one, write a letter to her apologizing. Tell her the facts and specifics. I chose alcohol over you during these times. When you went to your prom, I wasn't there. I chose work. When you went to the senior ball, I mean, seriously. Be brutally honest with yourself and her. Number one, and apologize. Number one. Number two, ask her how you can make it up. Open the door. See what she says, you know, after you honestly man up in this case and take responsibility for screwing off as a dad, then ask her, how can you make it up and do what she says? Be patient. She may not respond to you. It may take a week. It may take a month. It may take two or three months. Be patient. Last, do not try to buy her love back. Do not try to buy it with her three kids. Do not try to use money as a tool because her resentment. She obviously has resentments. 
because she set boundaries with you on how often you can see her and the kids. Her resentments will get bigger. And you know what? Even if she accepts your money, even if she takes it and she gives you a smile when she takes it internally, she's still pissed off. And you ain't going to win her back with money. one 800 Five four eight talk. This is this is brutal karma. This is dealing with karma. Now you can overcome it, and you can be successful if you're willing to work at it. Um, I'm a successful business owner in Los Angeles. Listening to your show, I've struggled with alcohol. Uh, my wife is at her end. Is AA Alcoholics Anonymous necessary? Is there any other way? I believe. Uh, thank you for being so open with this, uh, both of you, for this these this open, vulnerable questions. They're beautiful. Uh, yes, I, I really think that twelve step is awesome. I think it's important. I think I, here, here's my answer to this question. I think you need to go to twelve step, and I think you also need to work one on one with an addiction recovery expert that is not aligned with twelve step. And I'll tell you why. There is no program in the world, in my opinion, that's perfect. 12-step isn't perfect. So you want to take the benefits of 12-step, which means you have to get humble, which is a huge part of recovery, to walk in. A key to recovery is humility. Right? A key to recovery. Then you do the one-on-one work that adds an incredible support system to principles that AA may not ever cover which I think is important. AA isn't the answer for everyone, but I do believe it can help everyone. Does that make sense? You know, 12-step isn't for everyone, but I think it can help everyone. I don't mean that to sound confusing. It's not to me. I don't think it's the only thing that everyone should do, but I do think it can help everyone, and especially walking into meetings, that humility that happens when you are working with, this person's working with alcohol, but if you're working with nicotine or food, alcohol, gambling, sex, I've worked with a lot of sex addicts, and I ask them to go to these meetings, and they freak out. And of course, there's a, there's several different 12-step for sex addicts. There's sex and love addicts, and then there's sex addicts anonymous. Um, two different types of sex addiction. But it, when I ask them to walk in, they freak out, just like a lot of alcoholics do. You know, th- that's not for me and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I remember a couple years ago working with a gentleman who was a sex addict, and he went in, he never would do it, never would do it. And finally I said, you know what, I can't help you anymore. I've helped you as much as I can, but you are you don't have the humility necessary to recover. It's really, and that's just the truth. That's all I could say to him. I said, so, you know, we're going to have to end our sessions today. And whenever you're ready to get humble and to walk into a meeting, do you know, I didn't see him for about three weeks. All of a sudden I get an email saying, I'm ready to start again. I went to a meeting last week and I cried. So he comes in and he sits down. He said, David, that was the best thing you could have done. Asking me to leave as your client until I did this difficult step was so incredible because in the meeting in front of other men, I'm crying after I hear their stories that are identical to me, and I thought I was the only one suffering at that level. And that's what I, that's one of the, the, the huge benefits of 12 step. It's the community behind it. And he didn't even like all the guys in the group, but he felt that there was a place he could go and feel like other people would understand. I love that part of the community that 12 step has to offer. 1-800-548-8255. Here's a totally different one. This is cute. David, I hate to, to knock you off your serious subjects. And there's a smiley face here. Where is the best site to buy supplements? Uh, I'm starting to use amino acids, protein powders, and uh, I don't know what that word is. Um, and I'm feeling much better. 
they're very expensive. The supplements are very expensive. Can you help me out? And the answer is yes, vitacost.com, V-I-T-A-C-O-S-T.com. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I don't mind repeating it because this is crucial. Vitacost, V-I-T-A-C-O-S-T dot com. Vitacost dot com is one of the best sites out there because you can save up to 50%, sometimes even 75% off of the regular prices for supplements. That is huge. And as you start to take better care of yourself, ladies and gentlemen, and you start to see, oh, you know, I really need that kind of supplement and that kind of supplement, you'll see the prices go up pretty, or the, the, the expenses on a monthly basis can go up sharply, but the VitaCost people can help you with that. Listen, over the next seven days, I want you to get really serious with your own life. I want you to take the information from our show here and apply it to have a better attitude, to surround yourself with more powerful, positive people, to do the work on a daily basis you don't want to do. I know if you'll take the next seven days and go after that one area of life that you've denied, delayed, procrastinated, it could be your money, it could be your weight, it could be an addiction, it could be a relationship. If you apply yourself for seven days, when you turn in next week, next Saturday, you could be a step and a half, two steps, three steps ahead. I want that for you. Hey, don't forget too, every show of ours is at talkdavid.com on archive. TalkDavid.com. I'm David Essel. Rock out the week. See you next Saturday.